Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Everything that he had, he was his right hand, he became Potiphar's right hand man, putting him in charge of a lot of things. So the story goes on. Uh, Potiphar has a wife, right? And Joseph, it says, the Bible uses the word handsome. If we use a 2018 term, he's probably pretty hot. So Joseph was hot. And so, so Potiphar's wife takes a liking to Joseph. And she basically wants Joseph to have an affair with her. And Joseph, being a man of God, says, no, no, I'm not going to do this. Right? In verse 9, it says this. This is Joseph saying, No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing as sin against God? So Joseph, that's Joseph saying, No, I'm not going to have an affair with you. Potiphar's wife, I wish she had a name so I could say it, but it's not. It's just Potiphar's wife. So Potiphar's wife keeps putting the heat on. Joseph keeps saying no, keeps saying no. Okay. Then eventually, Joseph goes there. He's doing some work. He leaves his cloak, his dream coat. He leaves it there. Potiphar's wife gets an idea. She's mad at him because she wants to have an affair with him. So she blackmails him and basically says, hey, look, Joseph left his coat here because he tried to rape me, is basically what she says. Potiphar gets mad, okay, obviously. And so what does he do with Joseph? He puts him in jail. Now, Joseph could be upset. He could, because right, because he's, he's basically wrongfully accused. He goes to jail, but God stays with Joseph. And let's see what happens here at the end of Genesis 39. It says, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. And so I use this scripture, this example of Joseph, because Joseph is put into secular, non-religious situations, right? He's with Potiphar and his wife in these situations where they're a little bit messy. Yet Joseph still maintains his faith in God and still does ministry for God. And so we're going to take a couple pieces of that scripture and use them to maybe to, to, to shape our lives and how we can do ministry still in a secular world. So I'm going to give you a couple things to write down, a couple points just again from my experience. Um, but first, let me pray. So God... We just thank you, thank you for Joseph. Thank you for um, for giving us his example, God. That that he was put in these situations, and, and a lot of times, it, God, you give us scripture where where people kind of fail and they come back, but Joseph never really failed being faithful to you. So so what you've given into Joseph, give some of that into us, God. Speak to us today through, through Joseph, through his story. 
Give us something that we can take to, to, to do your ministry in this secular world. God, I pray that um, you just, you're with me personally. Just get me out of the way of this message and speak to, to everyone in this room, God. Meet them right where they need to be met this morning. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, there's a couple things you can write down. The first one is this. Doing ministry in a secular world takes an understanding of who we're working for. An understanding of who we're working for. In Genesis 39.9, it says, No one is greater than I am in the house. It says, My master has withheld everything from me except for you, because you're his wife. Here it is right here. It says, How then could I do such a wicked thing as sin against God? Sin against God. See, Joseph's not really worried about what Potiphar thinks, right? If he has this affair, it's going to make Potiphar mad, but he doesn't really care what Potiphar thinks. Well, Potiphar's going to be mad at me if I do this, so I'm not going to do it. He says, I only care what God's going to, what God thinks. How can I sin against God? That's such a huge, huge example for us to use. Because how many times in your life, because I know it happens a lot in my life, how many times I've done things or not done things because of humans? Right? If you think about that, I bet it's quite often. You want to please a human or you do something because you don't want to make another human upset. If you're like me, you do that often. When I first started um, going to, to church, I was in high school, and I didn't go to church for God or Jesus. I, I went to church because of my girlfriend. My girlfriend wanted me to go to church, so I went to church. So now just to raise a hand, how many people are drugged here this morning by their spouse? I'm just kidding, don't raise your hand, don't raise your hand. The point is it didn't stick I wasn't going to church for God, I was going to church for my girlfriend and it didn't stick. Another example of working for God that's happening right now, I talked about, I, I've shifted, I work for Jimtown Schools, Bargo Community Schools, I'm the director of transportation. Um, so my office, there's a central office, there's like this door that splits like all the like superintendent, assistant superintendent, all their offices. You go through this door and you go out into the like the garage, the bus garage area, the shop area, and then off the side in that shop area, I have my little office there. And it's pretty secluded. Um, there are times in the morning and the afternoon when the bus drivers come in and interact with them, but pretty much for the most part of my day, I'm in there all by myself. And so I can, I can slough off, right? I can slough off. I can do things not really related to work. I could watch Breaking Bad on Netflix all day long and nobody would really know, right? But the point is, I have to understand that I'm working for God. Joseph was in that same spot. He could have went to the prison and said, oh, I'm just gonna be in this prison. But he's understanding, I'm working for God. And so I have a responsibility to do this. In terms of service, we talk about serving, serving others, serving at the church, 
We have to understand that we need to work for God in that as well. So when I came on to the, when I went to vocational ministry and work, working for the church, my first role was um, part-time student ministries, like half student ministries, half maintenance. And I will tell you in the maintenance side of things, it was hard sometimes to, to think what I was doing was making an impact. Like I didn't feel like I was really doing ministry. Student ministries, you see a lot of fruit, you have a lot of interactions, right? People are crying so you can see the ministry that you're doing. But when you're out shoveling snow or raking leaves, I remember one time I was out, it was really muddy and I had to like make this little channel so the water ran and I just felt like, this stinks. This isn't working for God. I'm not making an impact, but I really am. So service, you have to understand, working for God. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so when you do these service things, it's good to keep, who am I working for? And number one, it makes it easier to do that work. And it also rewards you through God. I look around this room, I came in, I don't know, it was Wednesday or Thursday this week, and there were people painting the walls in here. And I kind of quipped about something about, I hate painting cinder block because it's hard, you have to get in there. And somebody said, yes, I know, tell me about it. And you could, you could see a little bit of burden on the people that were painting, but they were doing God's handiwork. They were, they were serving for God. They weren't doing this so... Pastor Clint could come in and be like, yep, these walls look good. They were serving God. And that's important to remember that we need to understand who we're looking for. In Colossians 3.23, it says this. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. So when we're, when we're working, when we're, when we're in our secular world, when we go to our jobs, we have to understand we're not working for our boss, necessarily. Now, don't do stuff to make your boss mad, but we're working, we're, we're working for God. When we have that mindset, then the secular world becomes less. So that's our first point. We can do ministry in a secular world when we understand who we are working for. Then the second point says doing ministry in a secular world takes keeping God right beside us. And I don't think that grammatically really works if you put that together, but, but keep God right beside us. From our scripture in Genesis 39.2, it says, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of Egypt, his Egyptian master. In verse 21, it says, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Joseph had God with him all the time. He didn't just take God with him to the prison and said, oh, I'm in, I'm in troubles. God, come with me. God was already there with him. He didn't just take God with him when things were going well. He had God with him all the time. We need to have God right beside us because I start thinking about this. I'm very guilty of this and others are probably are as well that we only want to bring God with us when we need him like at the extremes. Like we forget about God until we, we, we're, in, we're in trouble, right? We're at bottom and then we bring God along or the opposite. 
We forget about God. We blame God when things are going not so well. And we just, when things are going really well, then it's, oh yeah, let's praise God. We need to have God with us all the time. And why? If we do that, if we look at, go back to scriptures, I didn't underline them, but it says, um, so that he prospered. When God was with Joseph, God let Joseph prosper. The Lord was with him. He, God, showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So when we keep God with us, he's going to show favor on our lives. He's going to make us prosper. So we need to constantly have God with us. And so what works in my life to have God with me all the time? I'm going to give you five things. I don't know if there's a spot to write them in your handout, but if you would, you can write these down. Um, it's up to you. They're going to sound like very simple things, but they, and they can be very simple things, like no-brainers, but it's important that we do these and that it keeps God right beside us. So the first one is pray. Keep God right beside you, pray. God will be right there. And I don't think we need to pray, and, and we sometimes have this image of prayer being like, oh, I got to light the candles, and the, the, the mood's got to be just right, and I got to get on my knees and pray. Prayer can just be conversations with God. Right now, my number one prayer that I've been saying for the last, I don't know, few months has been, thanks, God. Just when something happens in the midst of something, I, sometimes I say it out loud, sometimes I say it in my head, but just like, thanks, God. They're just short. Just have, let it be a short conversation with God. You can do that at your office desk. If you're out working utility lines or whatever you do, you can have God right there just by talking to him. He's always there. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Another suggestion to keep God right beside you is to have daily scripture. Have daily scripture. Sounds easy to do. It's very hard to do. Out of my list, I'm gonna, this is the one I probably struggle with the most, is to read my Bible daily. My suggestion is find a time that works for you. It used to be in the morning for me. It used to be in the morning. I would get up and that's how I'd start my day and it would kind of set the tone. When I went on staff um, at Jimtown, my morning became earlier. I'm not exactly a morning person. So it wasn't, I wasn't getting the same thing out of it. Um, so now I've shifted, it's, it's after work. And what it does for me, the reason I shifted it to after work was it kind of gives me that break from work to home. I'd bring some of the stresses. There was sometimes where I wasn't sleeping very well um, because I would just keep thinking about work and work and this. And, and now it kind of gives me that transition. I can come and focus on God. Oh yeah, that's right, God. You need to be right beside me. Um, so that works for me. But, but the key is find a time that works for you. Find a devotional. There was a season where I was doing devotionals and that would kind of lead me. Then I walked away from that a little bit because it wasn't working as well. But find something that works for you. But read scripture daily. That'll get God right beside you. Another one that I do uh, often is listening to Christian music. Sounds pretty simple, but put it on in your car. Learn those songs. They're, they're, now I'm to the point now where I don't like the, the secular music other than Lose Yourself. I will play it sometimes. Um, but I won't like if I flip to Sunday 101 or whatever in my car, I won't recognize the songs as much, um, but I'll recognize the Christian songs and, and then I, I can sing those in my head. So it makes a difference. God will be right there. Another way to keep God right there is to serve, to serve, serve others. In my life, 
In my 39 years that I've lived, I don't look 39, do I? I'm just kidding. Um, in my 39 years, I have been closest to God when I've been serving the most, serving the most. And that includes, I, w- I have felt closer to God. Um, I was on staff at the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka for three years. I felt closer to God in times other than those three years. You think, oh, you're working, you're doing ministry, you're getting paid to do that. I felt closer to God right before I went on staff there, and I felt closer to God since I have left there. Now, it's kind of work responsibility the way God moves, but you don't have to be doing vocational ministry. You can be close to God. And so part of the reason I started thinking, well, why is that? It's because I was serving an awful lot during those times. I was serving, and, and when I serve, I feel really close to God. So just a suggestion, you want God right beside you, serve. And then the last thing, on the board it's gonna, it says do the little things. It's probably more like random acts of kindness. That'll get God by your side. Let me give you a story. So I was a bus driver. A few weeks ago, she noticed this boy had this like trumpet, um, I think it was a trumpet, it was a musical instrument and he had this case and it was broken and he couldn't like carry it like a normal music case. He had to like hold it, hold it together essentially. And so she said, well, that's not very handy. He gets on and off the bus. So she went out and she, she found a trumpet case and gave it to the boy and said, hey, put your, I know the trumpet, I'm gonna say it's a trumpet. Put your trumpet in there and he can now, so he has this case that actually works and he can carry it around just like this and it's easy for him. Something that was pretty simple. She told me she got online and found a cheap one. She didn't go to, you know, buy a brand new one that was thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars. But it was something that was simple that made a big difference in that, in that boy's life. Now, I don't know if she did that. I don't know if God prompted her to do that. I don't know if whatever. But I do know one thing. I bet God's smiling when she did that. That got God closer to her. That got God closer to her. So doing little random acts of kindness can get us closer to God. So as we close, I'm going to call Krista's going to come up and she is going to place through a song. But I, we've talked about this secular world and how we do this. Lyndon's coming up too. We get a duo. Yes. A duo. Sunny and share secular world, never mind. Um, but we talk, we've talked right about this, this secular world versus a, a ministry world and how we bring close to God. I'm gonna tell you about me. In my early 20s, my late teens, my early 20s, when I started going to church, right? I accepted Jesus into my heart at that point, but I lived this life over here, this, this Christian life, and I did it on Sundays, and I did it when I was in front of my girlfriend, and it was, it was great, right? But then when I left that, I would go over here, and I would live this secular life. I would say what I wanted to say. I, wanted, I watched what I wanted to watch, kind of did my own thing. And there was a big gap between those two. There was a big gap between secular life and ministry life. And when we go back to our original scripture and God says he wants us out of this world, what he wants is no gap between that. He doesn't want you to live a secular life during the week and then live a Christian life on Sunday. 
He wants that gap to shrink and to come closer to where it's just like this. And so if we look at Joseph, where Joseph's life was just like this, he had God with him all the time. He knew that he worked for God. And so there was no split between his secular life and his Christian life. And so I, I wanna ask you this question. I want you to think about this. Am I the same person on Monday as I am on Sunday? Because when we leave here today, we're gonna to enter back into the secular world. And God still wants us to do his ministry. He doesn't want us to have a gap. He wants us to live a life like this. And so as we sing this final song, I just want you to consider that and think about that. Think, am I living, am I the same person? Am I living the same life on Monday as I am on Sunday? So why don't you stand, I will pray, and then we'll sing the last worship song. So God, are we? Are we living the same life today that we're gonna to live tomorrow or throughout the week? Are we doing your ministry well, God? Are we shining Jesus to the people in this community? Are we doing that well? So God, I, I pray right now as we end this message and we're, I, that you just speak to this room, that you give them the answer to that question. Because God, once you answer that question, we trust and we know that you will fix it, that you will change it. God, we pray, I pray that, that, that you are right beside them in everything they do. Speak to them, God.
that I think that God may be wanting to say uh, and kind of emphasize with us today is that, that last question, am I the same person on Monday as I am on Sunday? And I think we all know what that means. You know, am I, am I one person around my Christian friends and am I someone different when I go to school or when I go to work? And um, the thing is, Matt's message just emphasized that when we take God with us, he's going to bless us. You know, so if you're struggling in your job right now or in school or in relationships, I think one of the questions to ask yourself is, am I taking God with me or am I trying to do this on my own? And the neat thing is that God is, God is always there for us. He doesn't say, oh, I'm just gonna make you suffer for a little while. You know, when, when, we, when we hear a message like this and it convicts our hearts and we turn to him, he is right there, right there with us. And this song is talking about this is living now. That's when we have God with us. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every day of the week, we want God with us. So for ministry time, um, you know, first of all, if you have any prayer requests, any prayer needs, come on up, sit in the front row, let someone pray with you. Our prayer team will pray with you. Uh, but over here, you know, I want Matt to be available to pray for anyone where you've just kind of realized that you're not quite the same person Monday, you know, through Saturday as you are when you come to church or hang around your Christian friends. And uh, it's, it's kind of one of those opportunities of repentance, but it's also one of those opportunities just to kind of sign back up and say, okay, God, I want you with me because I want your blessings with me. I mean, we want to be a people that are blessed. We want to be a people that shines Jesus everywhere we go, not just in this building. And so it's important, you know, it's important that we make decisions like that. 
So after I pray, I just invite you, if you want more prayer, you can come on up, sit in the front row or come over here and Matt will do a short prayer with anyone who has really decided, I wanna, I wanna be that same person tomorrow as I, as I am today. But let me pray. So God, we come to you and just thank you for your word that is convicting, for your word that is enlightening, for your word that is challenging to our hearts. God, we thank you that you give us instruction on how to live out this life. We, we're not on our own. And you don't expect us to be on our own. You want to go with us. You want to be with us. And God, I, I am firmly convinced that you want to bless us as well. I really do believe you want your children to be blessed. So Lord, if there are some of us who would benefit from coming up and receiving some, some prayer here at the end, I pray that they would have the courage to do that, Lord, that they would take the time. And Lord, I pray that you would be with us, with us as a church as we try to be a light outside of these walls into our schools, into our towns, into our workplaces, into our families, into our neighborhoods, Lord. Let us shine the light of Christ everywhere we go. And we need you to help us with that, Jesus. Thank you for loving us, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So come on up if you would uh, benefit from prayer. But otherwise, you guys are dismissed. Thanks for being here this week. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.